It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network presents The Teal Report. Here's Dan Rusinowski. The Sharks' quest for 1,100 victories has taken a lot longer than expected. Today in Minnesota, the Sharks look for that victory and try to end a nine-game winless streak as they face off against the Minnesota Wild for the third and final time this year. Earlier in this campaign, the Sharks had one of their better road games in St. Paul, winning 4-1 to one over the Wild. But Minnesota since has become one of the hottest and highest scoring teams in the NHL. Right now, the Wild have gone 6-1-3 in their last 10 games, and they have 99 points on the season, one point short of clinching a spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Meanwhile, San Jose continues to be frustrated with a strong effort and yet no results. It's been a long time since the Sharks have had a lengthy losing streak like this. The last time they went 10 games without a victory, it was November of 2005. The 10th straight loss in that particular streak happened the night that the Joe Thornton trade was executed. Needless to say, that was a long time ago, and the Sharks are in a different place right now. But the disappointment with losing is palpable inside that dressing room. Veteran Nick Benino says there's nothing good to say about it, in spite of an effort that he says has been excellent. Losing is losing. No one wants to lose. Um, I think, you know, personally, I'm proud of the way we have battled the last eight. I mean, we don't look like a team that's out of the playoffs in our, our hunger and our effort, um, you know, and our execution. We're playing well. We're, we're just not scoring um, as many goals as the other team is. And uh, obviously that's an issue that, um, <clears throat> you know, makes you makes you lose. But um, for us, I think there's so many good things that uh, that we've taken away from these. And um, it's, uh, it's obviously the one positive to take out of it. Sasha Shemelyevsky may not have played 25 games yet in the NHL, but you can hear his competitive nature when he talked about the recent streak. There's no moral victory. It doesn't matter that we were close or not. You know, we didn't win. You know, the games that we did fight back and go to overtime, obviously those were good to earn points. But, I mean, obviously there's ways to lose, and, you know, we've battled really hard. It's been a lot of one-goal games, so I think we're definitely proud of how we battle, but you know, we're very disappointed, obviously, with, you know, the streak. Head coach Bob Bugner gave us some initial analysis of the game last night. We played uh, exactly how we want to play in this building uh, against an urgent team. Um, you know, we know how important this game was for Dallas. We tried to match that urgency early. I thought we did. Um, you know, we, I thought our... Um, I just thought our game was better. I thought that we uh, we played with good structure and, uh, you know, both teams got caught on an icing. Uh, we got caught out with our fourth line there. We iced the puck. They jumped us and they ran a play and score. We did the same to them at the, uh, you know, on our goal. Um, I guess the difference of the game is a shorthanded goal, um, you know, and that can't happen. But uh, um, was it for a lack of chances, uh, maybe a lack of finish. That shorthanded goal against had a spotlight on defenseman Brent Burns. Shark skating out, right to left, led by Meyer now. Looks on the left for Hurdle, crosses the line, drops it back from Meyer, keeps it going, throws it in deep. Dolan trying to reach it. Shimonievsky trying to reach it, can't get it. Only Burns is back. 
Two on one break for no. Dallas. Moving in, Glenn Denning. Burns fell down, and Dallas gets the pass through him, and Raffles scores. So Brent Burns falling down to the ice in that two on one. The pass coming underneath him on the play, and Michael Raffles not going to make a mistake with that. He fires it home at 13-32. That is the 11th shorthanded goal the Sharks have given up, and it is 2-0 Dallas. Head coach Bob Bugner gave us his thoughts on last night's play. Well, I think it starts on the breakout. I thought that we were too slow coming up the ice. Um, therefore, when we get across the line, um, you know, they did a good job of bottling it up and stacking the line and, and uh, um you know, we got inside the line, we made the kick out, we made the play and then we rimmed it. Um, you know, so when you rim the puck, you got to make sure that, uh, you got guys on it. Um, you know, I think after the rim, we could have recovered above a little bit. I think Sasha was caught 50, 50 on that. And he, uh, decided to try and keep it alive instead of just living another day. And I thought that, uh, you know, they came out obviously two on one, uh, Glenn Denning made a great backhand sauce over Burnsy. Um, I think Burnsy might've dove a little too early there, but, uh, um, they executed and, uh, you know, it's just getting guys caught trying to get pucks back. And, and the key is, uh, um, if you're going to rim it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be rimmed a little bit earlier. And, uh, and we got to make sure that we're making the right decisions. And Bugner talked about the general strategy of playing a two on one. Everybody's got their own, uh, um, you know, style. Bernsey's always been like that. Uh, we call that the spider. Or he calls it the spider. And, uh, um, you know, nine times out of 10, he's, uh, he executes that perfectly. Um, so I don't have any problem. I thought he just went down too early. Um, you know, if he waits another half a second and lets the guy get a little further down on his backhand and a little closer to him, then that'll work. But, uh, you know, the object of a two-on-one is let the goalie have the shooter and try and take the pass across. And we didn't do that. Um, give them credit. They made a high-end play there on a penalty kill. Um, but, uh, you know, we got we to execute more. You can't give up a shorthanded goal in a tight game like this. And, and that's the difference of the game. And, uh, um, you know, otherwise, I thought that uh, I'm happy with the way we came out. I'm happy with the way we played. Um, you know, there was a lot of good to take out of that game. No moral victories. I understand that we're looking to get out of the hole here and looking to get back in the wing column, but, uh, um, all in all with the lineup that we had, it's a, it's a pretty solid effort. The Teal Report Hockey will continue from Minnesota in just a moment a after this message on San Jose Sharks Audio and Network. strong communities need a clean environment to thrive. That's why we are committed to protecting the places where we live and play for future generations. We're using innovative technologies to transform our business and inspiring communities to lower emissions and conserve resources. Because when a sport is so much more than a game, you have to play it forward. Last night, the Sharks had seven rookies in the lineup, and tonight they'll have two more. Santori Hataka and Thomas Bordalo were both recalled from the American Hockey League San Jose Barracuda, and they'll be in action. You may recall from last night that Jacob Megna got shaken up in the game early on and he finished the contest. But he's another member of the Sharks walking wounded today, and so Hataka is in. There's a lot of excitement around Thomas Bordalo. After playing two games under an amateur tryout offer from the Sharks in the AHL, he signed his NHL contract yesterday and flew directly to Minnesota. Jasper Weatherby, who saw him skate for the Barracuda, gave us a preliminary scouting report. Skilled, sees the ice extremely well, uh, brings a lot of pop and jazz, and um, you know I'm really excited for him to be able to take the next step, and um, excited to kind of you know grow with our friendship as well. He's a really interesting, uh, outgoing guy.
There's a big difference between Weatherby's NHL debut in October and Bortolo's NHL debut in April. Bob Bugner gave us an analysis of the difference between these two times in the NHL season. I'll tell you the, the, the level of play by the opponent, the intensity of these games. Uh, you know, I always say the NHL has built its three different seasons in one. It's your, the first 20, 30 games where teams are coming out of camp trying to, you know, um, find get their teams up to speed and 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 get their structure down then you got the second part of the season where um you know there's that trade deadline and teams certainly change and and uh you know it's jockeying to to see where you're at from a management standpoint and then after trade deadline it's a sprint to the playoffs and getting ready for the playoffs so um you know, I think they're going to see a different level. So Tom's coming in and, and uh, um, you know, going to see a team like Minnesota who's firing on all gears and has their team there going into the playoffs in, in, in three weeks with. So um, that's going to be important. Um, but, you know, Bortolo's got um, a, a skill set of, um, out of all these young guys, a skill set probably more elite, and, and uh, he sees the game a little differently. Um, he needs experience. Of course, he needs experience, and he needs some time uh, um, to get up to NHL speed. But uh, I'm excited for him because, uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of young guys in our lineup to do a lot of the same things, and they're good two-way players, and, they, you know, they're getting their feet wet. Um, but Thomas has a chance to be a, a, an elite player in the NHL because he's got uh, a high-end skill set. Eight games remain on the schedule, including today's game against the Minnesota Wild. And Nick Benino says that in spite of the position in the standings, there's still a lot to play for. It's the NHL, so um, you're always being evaluated whether you've played 800 games or five games. Um, teams want to be the best they can be, you know, not only this year but next year and moving forward. So um, everyone's got something to play for. Um, you know, first and foremost, pride. I think we've been in every game and we haven't been able to get the win. So, um, you know, it'll be nice to, to get one here. It looks as if Thomas Bordalo is going to play on a pretty speedy line with Rudolph's Balsers and Noah Greger, while Santeri Hataka is apparently going to be paired with Nicholas Molosh on that third D group for San Jose. James Reimer gets the start in nets, and don't forget, you don't want to miss a minute of this exciting broadcast between the Sharks and the Wild. We're on the air at 2.30 Pacific time from Excel Energy Center in St. Paul. I'm Dan Rusinowski. Thanks for joining us for today's Teal Report. For the complete Teal Report and more great Sharks content, go to sjsharks.com slash listen.